started. Going live. And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land and also like to welcome my buddy Rich. Rich, how you doing today? I'm doing good, Mike. A good uh, place to be back on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And um, temporarily. Temporarily, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Felt the cough coming, just waiting for it. Um, um, but yeah, a pretty good week overall. And uh, if but my my out the outside of my window is looking probably a lot better than yours. So. Uh, well, since how we're underground, I think that window might be completely covered in. But I can see sun, so I can okay. see light. But so. a lot of you got a lot of snow up there. We up did. North we got about we got this, about this, six this to week. eight inches of snow this week uh, in one day. So it is. We haven't. I don't even think we've had that much total accumulation down in the Quad Cities at all this year. Well, the good news is when you come up in just under a month, it'll be we'll have plenty of snow for you guys to enjoy. Or not, you can. We can stay inside. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't care. But yeah, no, it's it's gonna be fun. Um. Anyway, so uh, let's some things to talk about this yeah, week. Yeah, we Mike, do. We as, do have um, some things. Yeah, we got some football to cover. As we got the playoff, we got playoff picks to recap, and we got another round of the playoffs that we got to talk about, as well as. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Sean Payton kind of making the news this week. Yep. What else are we going to be looking at, Mike? Well, we're going to hopefully give you, and and it's a little late, but a mid-season check on the NBA and NHL along with our quick hits. All that and more, but let's live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Now, Rich, normally we would go into uh, discussing our poll question, and we're going to get there. But oh. you don't get to see, unless you watch it later on, on Facebook or on YouTube, you don't get the joy of seeing the intro slide as it's up. And uh, I just I looked at it, and I saw pictures of when we helped a friend of ours move into her new condo and pictures of us uh, sitting at the ESPN or Epson zone uh, in Chicago. And it just – I want to thank you for being there for the past, what, 15 years that we've been friends. Mm -hmm. The joy that it brings to just see – just even looking at those pictures and having those memories of those awesome times with you, it's been awesome. I like we don't say it enough, and this is sappy, fun, sappy time, and it's we don't normally do that. We're not we're guys. We normally don't talk about that type stuff, but it just it really warmed my heart right then when I looked and I saw not only just where like how young we looked. I mean, look at some of those pictures, some of those are when you like one of those pictures 
is a picture with you with your uh, haircut because you just got off uh, a duty weekend uh, and you're all of like 23. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's pictures of us uh, when when we when I got married and, and it just yeah it's, probably need to do an updated photo really we probably current, should uh, yeah a current photo maybe, we probably, probably should it's it's just been it's one of those things where looking at it just all the great memories we've had a lot of them revolving around sports but even beyond that just being there for each other for weddings and yeah. for for babies yeah, yeah, because, and all that stuff it's been great because if anything mike i mean these these, these weekly conversations or a show if you want to call about that are just about as much about like keeping the friendship alive between the two of us yeah. since we live six hours away yeah, and don't, and don't get to hang out as much. Yep. It's just, it's just been great. And I, I appreciate it, man. So I just, yeah. I, 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 as I was rolling the intro and I was I looked over uh, at our screen and I noticed that, uh, yeah, it was there. And it just, it was one of those things that made me, made me realize that it's been a, it's been a great ride so far and here's the many more. So, uh, but let's get into that poll question, Rich. What was this week's poll question? You are, while you're bringing up the actual results, Mike, this week it was the house is a rockin' and shout. Man, uh, and both of these from a great movie in the 80s as well. Yeah, I, I don't recall what the movie was for House is a Rockin'. What, what was the that The Blues movie? Brothers. It was in the Blues Brothers? I'm pretty sure the Blues Brothers did House is a Rockin'. I don't know if they did. Our friend that we helped move, if she's watching this, is yelling at her screen right now. <laughs> That's if she's watching or listening. But anywho. But yeah, I mean, I remember being Shout being from Animal House. And... The house is a rock, and it wouldn't surprise me if it was in a movie, maybe as a background or the type of song that would move, oh, maybe yeah. transition from one scene to another within a movie, but not a prominent song within it, though. So maybe it wasn't Blues Brothers. Maybe it was. So, Mike, while I kind of look into this as far as the houses are rocking in a movie yep. song, where did you vote, Mike? I voted for Shout. Mostly because, you know, it's fun. And um, Okay, the, the, the first thing that came up in, the, in a Google search of the houses are rocking movie song was Major League Two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. By Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess it's also on the Minnesota Twins' greatest hits album. <laughs> Somehow. Uh, so yeah. So 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 I'm sorry, Mike. Where, where did you vote? Uh, I voted for Shout. But all right, I went with the House as a Rock, and normally because I mean I don't know if it was a part. It was a major song that was involved within Steamwheeler games, and I loved going to Steamwheeler games with my dad when I was a season ticket holder in the early years um, of the original franchise. And um, so I don't remember if it was played like during touchdowns or if it was something that got 
it was played at the beginning or end of every quarter of a, of a certain quarter, but I just remember that song being a part of like the game day soundtrack yeah. for the steam wheelers. And, and that's, those were great times getting yeah. to see that because they were really good. Those first three, four years. Yeah. That was fun to go to. I, man, the, the things I miss, one of the things I miss about, uh, the, about being up here rather than where you guys are is uh, miss the, the professional sports, even though it's minor league professional sports. Uh, it's still awesome that you get a chance to go to those. Um, or at least have the opportunity to go. Cause yeah. to be honest, Mike, I, Besides that preseason game that we, that uh, that we took our wives to and went to that one day, I, that's the last game that I've been to. Is that the one that I won? I, I got the football game. at, or was that with my? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that was the one where you got a football at. So yeah. I, I think I gotta find be... that thing. I need to figure it. That should be displayed so that y'all. Yeah, can... but that's oh, one thing that that I mean I I think that uh we might try and do more often is get to one of those games. Yeah, it's. It's funny. Uh, last time I was in the Quad Cities, they actually uh, the um, the hockey team was playing the Storm. I think mm-hmm. is what they are, right? And yeah, and they're, I, they're the, the Storm. I was that tempted to skip what I was in town for just to go to that, but I it was my cousin's birthday, so I had to go. So no big deal. Okay. Yeah. So sorry, Mike. So so what what were the actual poll results? The poll results are eighty percent. Eighty percent of people voted one way. Uh, and that is for shout. And, okay. Uh, Did anybody else vote with me for the houses of rocking? I'm sorry, Rich. Nobody else voted for for the houses of rocking. All right. Go ahead and give a shout out for the folks that voted in our poll, other than us. Uh, my niece Haley, uh, Adam Heath, and your father all voted for shout. All right. So shout. So Mike. At your request, Mike, next week's poll is going to be Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss and Twist and Shout by the Beatles, one of the many, probably one of the many artists that have covered that song. Um, Cover, covered or made the song. I, I think it probably was a Beatles original song, but other artists have since have covered it. Yep. So, okay, let's go with that. Um, that's going to be a tough one for me because I love both of those bands. But... I mean, I'm, I know where I'm voting. It's, it's okay, uh, I'll get that. I think I've already got it scheduled, but I'll, so I'll make sure to check the post. I think I've already got it scheduled. Okay. All right, Mike. Wow, card weekend, Mike. Man. There were a lot of good games. Some of those games were a lot closer than we thought they would be. Yep. And we had one blowout. Yeah, yeah. One, one blowout that the score actually looks closer than the game actually was. I would say that that blowout even looks that that score looks even closer than what the game actually did. But let's get to it. Uh, last week we had the Seattle Seahawks versus the 49ers. We both picked the 49ers. That team is on a tear. They won 41 to 23. The uh, the next game was the Chargers versus the Jaguars. I picked the Chargers. Rich, you picked the Jags. Who won? It was 31-30 to 30 Jaguars. Yeah. I knew it was going to be Mike, a close game. I, I I would have never, exactly. I would have never thought that that was going to happen because I, I come back from uh, 
grabbing dinner at Pancheros, and it's like 27 to 7. 27 to 3, 27 to 7, Chargers. So I was like, well, so much for this game. Yeah. Got, we got, got wrong on that one. Yep. I ate my burrito. We played some Mario Party together online. And what happens after our game after the we look at we look at we probably both looked at turned on the game after we finished our first game of Mario Party and sure enough the Jaguars are driving down the field yeah. to tie the game. Yeah. I didn't yeah, it was crazy. So man, um and then what happened the next what was the next day that we or the next game that we right. have to talk yeah, about? Yeah, and then Sunday. So those were the two Saturday games. Sunday games kicked off with the Bills beating the Dolphins thirty-four to thirty-one, which we both got right. And Mike, I think that game was a lot closer than we thought it would be. Yeah. And I think a lot of that had to do. I didn't get to watch this game, but I think just a lot of that had to have done with Josh Allen turnovers and the Dolphins capitalizing on it. That's something to watch for in their game against the Bengals. Yeah, Josh Allen, and and it's been being said all year. We haven't really covered him or the Bills all that much, but Josh Allen has had issues all year with turnovers. He lets teams get back in games by turnovers, and uh, you always say you can't do that in playoffs, otherwise it's going to bite you in the butt. He made last week work. Is he going to be able to do that this week? We'll see, because it's probably going to be there. That should be a really good game. It's going to be a good game. Bengals, Bills. But we'll get to that next week. Yep. Next there's our next topic. Mike, what happened in the Vikings-Giants game? So Vikings-Giants play in Minneapolis. The the uh, Giants win 31-24. to You predicted it. I did not. I thought the Vikings were a better team than that. Um, and, and you're right. The, you were right. The Giants were a team that was making, uh, making like, like going after it. And uh, yeah, wow. Um, so all right, Mike. And then the and then the Sunday night game was the Bengals and the Ravens. Yep. And it almost seemed like the Bengals kind of got away with one as they won twenty four to seventeen. Yeah, it's it's crazy but, how much better the two teams that didn't have their main quarterback their starting quarterback all year mm-hmm. both teams did a lot better than I thought they would yeah but what a way to get the game in a sense the game winning touchdown yeah as Tyler Huntley the backup quarterback goes over the pile and tries to reach the ball over the goal line which would have been the go ahead winning touchdown and it gets plucked out of the air by the Bengals and the scoop and score, ninety-eight yards, ninety-eight to the house. Yeah, um, which turns out to be the winning touchdown. And uh, yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's been. Mm-hmm. Give some credit where credit is due. Those mm-hmm. and 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 we'll get to some some news about some of it, but those offensive coordinators set up their team to play better and to, to to be competitive even without their star quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So 
there's something to be said about that, but we we will have to discuss a little bit more about what happened, uh, especially to the Ravens. Uh, it happened slash decision made by the Ravens offensive coordinator. Finally, we saw the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. We both made the safe bet of not betting against Tom Brady. However, the Cowboys showed up in what could arguably be called a blowout. But when you look at the math, it wasn't. But Cowboys 31, Buccaneers 14. Now, I will say uh, that that game, that the that the game that the score, the final score, uh, does not reflect how much of a blowout that game was. And also, I mean, you, you kind of almost the story that kind of came out of that game, other than Tom Brady being unable to will the Buccaneers to a victory, was that the Cowboys left four points on the board as their kicker missed four extra points. Yeah. That is huge. So, Rich, question. What do you do okay. this week? Because we're going to go right into the divisional round, and we'll get there. But if you're the Cowboys, do you go for the extra point right away on the first one? I, I think you got to give – I think you got to give your field goal kicker a chance to maybe get some confidence and not go away from it. Because, I mean, I, I don't know if it's worth a roster spot to give two kickers, to have two kickers on, on, the, uh, on the active roster. But at the same time, but if he misses one or misses two, then you got to, then you could still got to, then you, that, thoughts process has got to be going through your mind all right do we go for two to make up for the two extra points that he's missed yeah or do we not have any confidence that he can essentially make what is it a 25 or a 30 yard field goal for an extra point yeah i it's one of those things where it's a it's a hard thing to, to say i think honestly i think you're hoping that you get a good you get into a good field goal position let him kick that field goal get the first kick to score points out of the way right away. Get that done. Then, hopefully, that that gets back into his mind. I know what I'm doing. Get those mechanics right and let him kick those field goal or those extra points. Um, yeah. But, but they're also kicker, going I... against one of the best defenses in the league uh, in the 49ers. So are they going to have many opportunities? And are they going to have opportunity? Are they going to be willing to give up the points when those opportunities arise. Yeah, if they have to kick field goals instead of they don't get a chance to score and they have to rely on him. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong because I don't I don't run an NFL franchise far from it. But I, I don't see how changing kickers mid-course is as big of a, big of a deal as saying that, you know what, the, like a, having to go to a, that having to change more of a skill position that's in the game more often. The guys yeah. coming in to be a kickoff, to be the kickoff, to just do the kickoff and do field goals. Yeah. So I don't see what the big deal would have been if he would have said, we're going to dress an extra kicker. So if you, you can't dress extra an extra point, kicker. You can't take away that extra, that extra roster spot. You just can't do it. Either he's going to be your kicker for the week 
or you have someone else being your kicker for the week. You cannot dress a second kicker. There, it makes no sense whatsoever. I think some teams have because they have one guy that handles the kickoffs and then another guy that handles the, the field goals and extra points. I don't think that's a good I idea. Think that I, I've seen it. I've seen it, and I agree. I've seen it, but I don't, I don't like that as a game plan. That doesn't work. Um, so, I, yeah, I. But it's tough. I don't. I don't see where it's detrimental to the team or affects your game planning, because in a sense, I, I would think that if you're a free agent field goal kicker, you're still out there exercising and practicing kicks so yeah. that you're in shape and ready if a team wants to call you and bring you in for a tryout or put you on the practice squad. So at least you're in the building. How? Here's my question. Why do we baby these guys? There are two. There are two people in the world that we act like you, these guys are. You can't get in their head. Two, and you know both of them. One is a is a field goal kicker. The other, pitchers. If a pitcher's having a perfect game or a no hitter, he's the most lonely man in that dugout. Nobody talks to him. A field cold kicker misses one or two kicks. He's the most lonely man in the stadium because nobody's talking to him. Why? Why is it wrong to go up and be like to to hype somebody up? Why do we treat these guys with kid gloves and blah blah blah? Why? Why is freezing out a kicker that big of a deal? Hmm. Like even the even the concept of taking those timeouts and freezing out a quarterback, a, a kicker, it's such a big deal. Don't you think it would be harder? Like, I, here's a novel concept. You're tied in the and with two minutes left, or with a, with 30 seconds left to go, six seconds left to go, uh, and they need a hell mary because they're two, they're outside of field goal range. Why not freeze the quarterback? Get in his head. That's the guy you want to get inside the head of, but nobody thinks to do that. Y'all think to to do everything else. You freeze the kicker because you take the time. But if you f- take the time out to, for the quarterback, you're giving him extra time to plan. I mean, there's been times where they've called the timeout and whoop, it's they and the ball gets hiked and he kicks it because hey, why stop? Yep, he can't stop and he's missed the field goal. And what's the commentators? Oh, he missed the field goal. But look, he's going to get another chance yep. because the timeout got granted just before the ball was hiked. Yeah, and nine times out of ten, what happens? He makes it the second time. He drills the second like, one. Yeah. Well, shouldn't have called the timeout. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's just one of those things that those two positions, to me, it, it blows my mind. Like, again, we talk, we've talked about it uh, and, and a few times, but let's look at, at the time that we got to see Carlos Zombrano pitch a no-hitter. Right? Yeah. Like, when he pitched that no-hitter, we got to see, like, from about the fifth inning on, nobody in the dugout talked to him. 
nobody in the stands was re- was making reference that it was a no-hitter, saying, Nothing. oh, my goodness, maybe he hasn't allowed a hit yet. Yeah. Nobody was saying that. You don't ing- – and it's – yeah, part of it's that us, us baseball fans are superstitious. That's part of it. But moreover, his teammates wouldn't acknowledge him on the bench. The guy's already a head case, and now and and a lot. Some of these guys, not all of them, but some of these guys are social guys, and they want that that camaraderie. They want that type of stuff, and now you're ghosting him. Yeah, that seems terrible it, to me. And Mike, I mean, I I don't know if I've ever told you this. I, I don't know how it never got taught up brought up as many times we reference the Zambrano no game in conversation sometimes but I don't even remember when I was also present at a game where the Cubs got no hit and didn't realize it was a no hitter until the end of the game yeah. and I was keeping score <laughs> yeah it was Cole Hamill it was uh it was oh what was it somebody pitching I could have swore it was Cole Hamels pitched a no hitter against the Cubs I didn't realize it was a no-hitter until the end of the game when you see the team burst out on the field to congratulate him that he threw a no-hitter. I just saw it as, man, the Cubs just can't get anything going this today. Yeah. Today. It, it's <laughs> Yeah. And didn't realize it was a no-hitter until um, the guy that me and my grandpa were going in the game with, Bob Ibeck, say, well, would have loved to have seen the Cubs win, but at least we got the reference history as a no-hitter happened. Yeah. <laughs> Is it still history now that they're happening – so often anyway that's a conversation for the baseball season yeah. let's get back into the divisional rounds um by the way let's let me let's give you an overall score rich you did five and one in the uh, playoff pickums. i did three and three so uh, how did uh, the revenge of the lake beast oh I he was uh, looked at that. uh let me bring that up is he he was the one out of our group that made picks Let me see what he how he did. So thanks for playing along. Um, he went four and two. Okay. Four and two as he was the only one that picked the Dallas. So he got Dallas right where, and but he got the Chargers wrong. Okay. So I'm sure that he's going to make his picks for the divisional round. Um, for anybody else in our Pick'em group, if you're still playing along, make sure to get those picks submitted before uh, before the first game kicks off, which is 2 o'clock Central Time, when the Chiefs and the Jaguars kick off, Mike. Speaking of Chiefs, Jaguars, who are you picking, Mike? I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm going to pick them too, Mike. The Jaguars are hot, but I, th- I think the Chiefs are a team that if they get up big, they're not going to let their foot off the gas like, uh, like the Chargers did. Yeah. Uh, Rich, let's look at the Philadelphia Eagles versus division rival New York Giants. Well, Mike, as far as I know, Jalen Hurts is healthy. So if Jalen Hurts is healthy, I'm going to go fly, Eagles, fly. Yep, I agree. Uh, I'm picking Buffalo over Cincinnati in tomorrow's 1 o'clock game. By the way, that's 1 o'clock, not noon. So take time and go to lunch with your church family. I'm going to go with the Bills as well, but this is a game. I would have been more tempted to pick the Bengals here like I did in the 
in the week eight, week 17 game, boy, the Bengals lost two more offensive linemen in that game against the Ravens. So once again, Joe, Joe Burrow's not going to have that protection that he had early, like he did earlier in the year. But he had a worse offensive line in their Super Bowl run, and they found a way to make it all the way to the Super Bowl and almost won that game. And I would also argue, and this is going to be the, the other side of that, if you will, um, I, not, I'm not calling you – I'm not saying you're fully on a bandwagon, but uh, you are on the do-it-for-DeMar bandwagon. Yeah. Like you're you're on that bandwagon a hundred percent. So, I, again, I'm not saying I'm not faulting you for it. It's a it's a great story. Uh, the the NFL would love for that to be the story of the Super Bowl. Uh, as and and picture this, by the way, picture this mm-hmm. one. Demar Hamlin's first time in an NFL stadium at the Super Bowl. Since his heart stopped on the field, since he died on the field in front of a national audience, is to be the captain, the honorary captain yep. for the Buffalo Bills. On the, the coin toss. On the coin toss at the Super Bowl. And I think I think I could also see that he's the first guy, after the coach gets the trophy, Damar Hamlin, Hamlin is also up there on the podium with other prominent Bills like Josh Allen and the coach and, may, and yep. probably maybe even a star wide receiver since since the Bills don't run the ball very well. Yeah. But don't run the ball um, or have like that prominent, dominant number one back. Yeah. Being up on the podium with them saying that, hey, getting the hoist the Super Bowl up to up with, uh, with his star teammates yeah. from the game. 100%. I, but, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals won this game because it seems like once it gets to playoff time, at least if if, if uh, last year's any evidence with Joe Burrow under center and in the playoffs, the Bengals find a way to win the game. Joe, Joe Burrow is Joe Cool, isn't he? I mean, he has been since his days at LSU. Smoking yeah, Joe. This is, the one game, this is the one game that I really – I'm hoping that I get to watch from start to finish. Yeah. Maybe with a nap somehow happening somewhere in the middle, but I hope this is the one game I get to watch yeah. uh, out of the four. And, Mike, our final game is the Cowboys going out to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. Man, I think the Cowboys backdoored their way into the playoffs this year. I got to pick San Francisco. Yeah, I'm going San Francisco here as well. But if last week's Cowboys show up, this could go anyway. And I really do believe that all four of these games could easily go either way with as evenly matched where these matchups fell. Okay. You could see some upsets here. I don't. If these were the only four games in a regular season week. Mm hmm. You have to pick a lock. You have to pick an upset. Where do you go? Okay. I think with a yeah, – I think the lock, Kansas City I'd game. probably go Kansas City. That's the lock. Yeah. Obviously, that's the lock. Okay. I, I mean, I think. I, yeah. yeah I, if I had to pick a lock, if I had to pick a lock, using our lock upset format, it would probably be the Chiefs as my lock. 
Okay. For the upset, I think I'd almost go with the Cowboys, I think. I Because mm. I kind of see Bills, Bengals maybe being a push. And, you know, that the G-men, it's hard to, for the Eagles, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. And the Giants are kind of coming in hot. And if Jalen Hurts goes down, gets injured, or has to leave the game for a, for a stretch, that could allow the G-men to get back in the game and maybe even pull off an upset. Yeah, I would honestly, I'm going to, I would probably go with Cincinnati on that mm. as my upset. So um, either way, a uh, great week of football ahead. Uh, that starts today at 330. Uh, is that 330 Central or 3.30 Eastern? Let me check to make sure. Uh, 3.30 Central. Wait, is that game tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon? Not till 2 o'clock Central? Yes. It's wow. 2 o'clock. Maybe 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock. So, yeah, you do have plenty of time to... Take do your some time errands, at go get some chow after church, after your church service gets out and not have to feel like you're missing football or yeah. need to get home because you want to see the see that in game in its entirety. Yep. Or having to plan where you're going to go to eat around whether it will have that game on the TV. Unless you're in California, in which case that puts it at noon. So you should be out of church, hopefully. You might be. If you're in the in the West Coast, so but that that was one weird thing to see because we 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 sometimes went, we took the train into downtown Portland sometimes to go to church, and you had sports bars that would that would be advertising football brunch, where uh, they would be serving brunch and to where you could watch the the kickoffs of what normally is a noon game for us here in the Central Time. It'd be kicking off like at ten in the morning. So you're saying in the morning, you'd have brunch. <laughs> I could have a Bloody Mary and Eggs Benedict and watch football all at the same time? Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, we, we never did it. We 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 were we were trying to be good and go I, in the church. I'll go to church also... at six AM in the morning if it means that I can I can go have a Bloody Mary and eat eggs benedict and man, that's something yeah, but nowadays eggs Benedict yeah. is going to cost you like forty-five dollars because eggs are stupid expensive. Yeah, but. probably. All right, Mike. So other things to talk about in the NFL probably yeah. will, is uh, supposedly the Saints are trying to get not not a first-round draft pick for Sean Payton's services, but multiple first-round draft picks out of this. Two. How are you gonna, man? Is is it worth it? So. That's that's question number one, and I, I have my answer, but but I'll let you speak because sometimes I get opinionative and kind of. I, I, I think the only me. way that it's worth it is that if you don't need the first round pick to move forward to move your team forward. So I think maybe a team like Dallas okay. could afford to give up multiple first round picks if they chose to hire Sean Payton and move on from Mike McCarthy. Yep. But the other teams that are rumored to be needing to have been needing to be interviewing him, Denver, uh, Denver, Houston, and Carolina, they need those draft yeah. picks to improve the team. Yep. To where I don't think the coach is going to make that big of a difference to make up for not having that draft capital that it took to hire him. And I think if Carolina were to hire him, that draft that draft compensation is going to have to be higher because the Saints got to face him two times a year. Yeah. 
I think Carolina's the only one. Carolina seems like a team that is – no, they don't. They don't have the quarterback figured they out. They don't have a quarterback they figured need out. That, and they don't they have They need a, that high draft pick to get the quarterback situation figured out. Yeah. Um, I don't think but it's I, worth it. I, I don't – Yeah. I, you're, you're wasting all of your capital on you're, – you're selling the future. It's not worth it. Don't do it. I, I don't care. No, it's not worth it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they're kind of using the basis of what – I don't know the, the exact draft compensation that Tampa Bay had to give up for John Gruden to hire John Gruden away from the Raiders. Yep. But, yeah, it worked out in his first year. He got him that Super Bowl win with Tony Dungy's Buccaneers team. But years years after that, John Gruden didn't have sustained success because there wasn't the draft capital there to replenish the roster. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's, it's worth it, but what do you do? I mean, if you think you're a, court, uh, a, uh, a head coach away – how many teams genuinely a head coaching change is going to flip their entire script and win them a Super Bowl? I don't know if there is that coach out there because most of the time the, the first year is always getting to building, rebuilding the culture and rebuilding the team. Yep. I I don't see – Rebuilding the team, it's years, two, it's years two and three that you're seeing the coach maybe make a difference because he's implementing his system – and he's getting having his coaching staff getting in and putting in the installing that new game plan and getting the right personnel on the team to move that plan for to to fit his scheme. Yeah, I don't or figure or him figuring out the current players what how what he has to do to adjust his scheme to his current set of players. Yeah, I I don't I don't think so. I mean we saw Doug Peterson take a two and fourteen Jaguars team that had Urban Meyer and, a, and an interim head coach and get turned them into the playoffs, but a lot of the pieces were in place yeah. already when Doug Peterson took over it. I don't know if Sean Payton would have that same success. Maybe with Denver, but Denver, I think, is in a tough division where it's going to be even if you – even if Sean Payton's there, you're going to have to also go through Herbert and Mahomes, yeah, to get to get to uh, to have a record good enough to make it into the playoffs. Yeah, I don't see a good fit for him this year. I think he goes back to TV. That's my opinion. I I think he should go back to TV. Wait yeah. for and wait for the Dallas or Chargers opening the to come open because right now neither of those teams yep opened up have chose to hire let go of their head coach. I mean, you're, yeah, there's no good way to do it. So, okay, uh, the other two stories to come out this week, um, we'll talk about Tom Brady. Let's do that one first, and then we'll get okay. it. We might get into the other one. Uh, I might have. It sounds like I might have talked you out of that com- that one. We can still have that conversation. I think so. But well, well, maybe a little just going on with what, what what should Aaron Rodgers look for? Yeah, where should maybe should Aaron Rodgers go? And maybe what should the Packers do? Yep. So it'll probably be a biased opinion since we're not Packer fans. Yeah. Let's, but Tom Brady. Tom Brady. But Tom Brady. I I don't think he's back in Tampa next week or next year. Um, 
And so then it becomes, where does he go? Well, Rich, where did Tom, uh, why did Tom Brady go to Tampa? I, I think maybe his family had something to do with it and wanting to have fun and be with, right. be in a playing a Bruce Arians offense. Right. I think it, I think it more had to do with, he wanted to, he wanted to be his family, his wife, Giselle wanted to move to Florida with him at the time. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. I, I get it. But they're no longer together. Does does he want to stay in Tampa? Or does he want to go to where he has always wanted to go? Go back home. Does he want to build somewhere else, or does he want to take a team on that already has the pieces in place? Honestly, I think San Francisco makes the most sense for him. And it I makes sense for San Francisco. How does it make sense for San Francisco, Mike? So you got Brock Purdy's doing great. And Trevor Lawrence, or, and, uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Is hurt. Not Trevor Lawrence. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Sorry. I knew that was right. Trey Lance is hurt. Bring Tom Brady in. Best case scenario, he returns to form because he has receivers and tight ends to to make him to to work with to make him better. That's number one. Number two. You move you you have the great one of the greatest of all time mentoring your two guys on rookie deals. Yes, those rookie deals look vastly different, but you have someone there that is there to train them. Now, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, Tom Brady comes out to out to San Francisco and looks like Russell Wilson in Denver. You pull him, and you got Brock Purdy right there. By the way, Aaron or Tom Brady is there to help be that quarterback coach that you need him to be. Now, is he going to be? I don't know. But hopefully, he doesn't have his head too far up as you-know-what to get him get himself talked out like to not be a good guy and you get him to to help coach up these two young men who have a huge future in front of them that's why san francisco it makes sense for both sides for me i don't know if it makes sense for san francisco because i think they already have a quarterback controversy on their hands with well do you do you still believe in Trey Lance and want to give him the opportunity to compete for the job? Or do you stick with Brock Purdy, who's gotten you this far and is undefeated in his play in his NFL career, including the playoffs? Or do you try and uh, – so I think adding Brady to that only complicates it even more. And actually, putting Brady in that mix totally negates everything. As soon as you bring Brady on board, where's the controversy? 
I, I just think with, with the money that you'd have to pay Brady to get him on your team, yep, is gonna. But who is gonna affect at, any as, any future commitments that you can make to other players? As soon as you bring him on board, you're you're not gonna give him a long term contract. You're gonna give him fifty five million next year. That's it. You got a one year contract, fifty five million. I don't think he'd do a one-year contract. Why? I could see a two-year. Why not? I, I don't think he – I don't know Why if do he you wants need... a one-year contract. It gives him the ability to – go. if he plays great, it gives him the ability to make more money the next year. One. Two, it gives him the flexibility to do what he wants and not have to, quote-unquote, buy out his contract if he chooses to retire – after one year. You give him a one year contract, $55 million. Heck, I'll even give him $60 million. One year, $60 million. Turn that down, Tom. All right. For me, I think he go, I think he actually is going to go back to Tampa. Ooh. They, it, there's already, I mean, a lot of the reasons why they weren't successful this year is because they didn't have a run game. With okay. Leonard Fournette, age finally catching up to Leonard Fournette and the rookie running back they drafted not fully grasping the system, you can get a running back fairly easy to plug in. And a running back, is, I think, is fairly easy to plug and play into your system. In okay. Third. So that's an easy replacement. Their offensive line was banged up this year. Those guys are healthy and under contract, so those guys are back. And they're, they've shown that there's a willingness that they'll bend over backwards to kick the can, kick the can down the road, and worry about the future after, uh, afterwards, for for to get the players around Brady. So I think that he returns to Tampa, and I'm sure with them firing the offensive coordinator, he would have a he'd have a say in maybe controlling who that offensive coordinator is, who gets hired to build the offense around the players that are already in place. Okay. There's that familiarity for me. I don't think your arguments are, are bad. I just And it's a winnable division. It is right now. They've won the division, division this year. Okay. Uh let's go to Aaron Rodgers. We gotta make this one quick as we are at forty six minutes. Um yeah. Aaron Rodgers should and needs to stay in Green Bay, and Green Bay needs to keep him. Period. Yeah. I I think if anything Green Bay just needs to decide what to do and not let Tom Brady control the situation to where give him a deadline to say, all right, do you want us to trade you? Do you want to, are you going to retire? Or are you fully back? So we know how to plan our off season, how to plan our draft or how to plan free agency. Yeah. I, I yeah, I think Aaron needs to figure out what he's doing and, and needs to get that in place. Uh, I, I think that Green Bay's. I think the best spot for the best thing for both sides is that he comes back and is fully ready to go. By the way, he but also he has comes, a contract that says he has to. Yeah, and if anything, Mike, I think if he comes back, whether it's he's announcing it a week before the draft, saying, "All right, I'm coming back." Yep. Then they need to explore trading Jordan Love. Get something out of that rookie contract. Are they going to get a first round pick back for him? Probably not, but take what you can. And if you feel there's a quarterback in this draft, 
that can be Aaron Rodgers there apparent, at least you're resetting the clock on that rookie contract. Do you have to if have he's that conversation for two with, years? Do you have to have that conversation with Aaron Rodgers and be like, Hey man, we need to we need to, to get your back up, we need to blah blah blah. Do you have that conversation? Or do you just They haven't in, they haven't up until now, so why do it now? I think I think you owe it to him. I think that's, if a guy that's the right if a guy do. like Jordan, if a situation like Jordan Love happens again, where the where where a quarterback prospect which is falling in the draft like Jordan Love is, pull the trigger and just get it, and just say, well, you're a starting quarterback for the next two years per your contract. Yeah, deal with it. Deal with it. I think next year's quarterback class looks a little bit better. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not saying they got to do it this year, but so I think you do it next year when Aaron is on his la- is coming into the last year of his contract. You get it ready to go, and you just say, "Hey, he's going to sit under you. He, he's not doing anything this year," and you just make it clear. So, um, okay, let's get to um, the conversation around the Cubs convention that was this week. Yeah, this past week uh, we had opportunity. We we could have watched some of the some of the panels and activities yep. of the Cubs convention through Marquee Network. Yep. Um, I did. I chose not to. I was watching football instead. But uh, they announced that the Cubs Hall of Fame inductees will be Mark Grace and Sean Dunstan. Makes sense. Those guys both deserve to be in the Cubs Hall of Fame. Uh, they also announced that Ryan Sandberg is getting a statue at Wrigley Field. They didn't announce when, but he is going to be the next person joining the row of statues in Gallagher Way. I think that's a, that's well, a good Well deserved. Yeah, well deserved. But what, what came out of that is that some fans shouted in the Ricketts like, panel interview that they had of, when's Sammy getting one? And his only response was, he's not eligible yet. Okay. What has Sammy got to do to get to get back the fans want him back in the organization the fans appreciated and loved him what he did the the ending of him smashed of him walking out on the team mid-game during the losing season then he wasn't back the next year because he went out he signed with baltimore and the team supposedly smashing his boom box that he where that he had full control of to be the soundtrack of the post game but man is it more to do with that exit or is it that he there's there's still that belief that he was he was juicing and he doesn't want to come clean about whether he was juicing or not juicing who wasn't juicing during that era exactly i mean who was so you got to take that out of it first and foremost you got to take that out of it we can't be we can't still keep having this discussion was he juicing? Was it? everybody was doing it? I don't care. At this point, we can't. That argument's a, a mood point. What we can talk about, and what we should be talking about, is that exit. That exit was terrible. Now, Sammy has never acknowledged his wrongness in that exit, and that's what needs to happen. By the way, the Ricketts didn't own the team back then. Exactly. They didn't. That what they were owned by the Tribune Company at the time. Right. But, uh, but I think what needs to happen is Sa- I think for me, I love Sammy. Sammy saved baseball. We need to appreciate that. But what we also need 
is we need Salmon to acknowledge that he did he did the team wrong. He made a poor decision. We can forgive poor decisions. You have to acknowledge it and learn from it. And until he acknowledges it and learns from it, I don't have a problem with them saying, nope. But it seems to me like the Ricketts family seems to be more hung up on the steroid thing yeah. than, than his exit. But and I, mean, I, I, I think one of the one of the, like, the qualifications that they look into saying, all right, how do you make the Cubs Hall of Fame? It's contributions to the community and your contributions to the team. And he made the Cubs relevant for how many yeah. years yep. when they were losing yep. and losing badly let alone saving baseball and getting them to the playoffs. Yeah, no, I totally that agree. All, that was Sammy Sosa. I totally agree. So to, so to say that uh, he's not eligible yet, Yep. I think is a, is a bull. Come out and say why he's not eligible. Yep. A real reason why he's not eligible. Not He's not eligible. No, I he, told... needs to own up, he needs to own up to our, our own questions about his steroid use or that exit. But... So why don't give him a give him that opportunity? Meet with him. Yeah, and I can I I agree with you. I think he needs to to I think he needs to open up and and I think it again. I'm gonna play Tom Ricketts. Mm-hmm. I own the team. I'm making these decisions. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call to, I'm gonna call Sammy. I'm gonna say Sammy. I want to make you put a statue in Gallagher Way for you. I want to put you in our Cubs Hall of Fame. I want to celebrate what you did, not only for us as an organization, not only for us as fans of the Cubs, but what you did for baseball. Here's what I need from you. I need you to come to Cubs convention next year. I need you to to say, hey, I made some poor decisions. I have learned from them. And apologize for your exit. You, I'm not even going to say you have to admit to any use of performance-enhancing drugs. I'm not even going to ask you to say that it was wrong. I am going to say, if you blanket, just say you made poor decisions. Because your exit in and of itself was a poor decision. Mm-hmm. If you make those, if you'll do that for me at Cubs convention, I'm going to put you in our Hall of Fame. I'm going to put a statue of you side hopping down the first baseline when you hit number 63 before Big Mac did it because you broke the record first. We're going to I, we're going to memorialize that with a statue outside of Gallagher Way of you sidestepping with your hands in the air. That's how we're going to remember you. That's the statue I'm going to have built, and that's how I would do it. And, and I think that's fair. I mean, to more, put more of the focus on his exit from the team than on, than on the whole steroids thing. We all know that he did it. We He knows he did it. Everybody knows he did it. There's a reason why him and Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire are not going into the Hall of Fame. 
by the way, I think that's wrong. I think all three of them deserve to be. You cannot tell the story of baseball without all three of them. And, and I think they, it needs to happen. But that's not for me to make that argument. I'm not here for that. But for the Cubs organization, this is what they need to do, and this is how I think they, they solve those problems. All right. So, Mike, final, the NASCAR Hall of Fame announced their yeah. inductees for this year. So, so Mike, go ahead and give us a rundown of who those inductees are going to be this year. So we are going to get Matt Kenseth, who won 39 races in the Hall of Fame, or into the Hall of Fame this year. We also are going to have uh, um, where is it? I have the article right here, and I uh, Herschel McGriff, who won four Cup races in the fifties, in '54, um, and he's and. And competed in a NASCAR in NASCAR racing in 2018 at the age of 90. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Kirk Schumadin, who guided Dale Earnhardt Sr. to four Cup titles. Uh, all three of those guys are going in the Hall of Fame this year. All well deserved. Um, by the way, Matt Kenseth also is uh, it was the 2003 NASCAR Cup champion. So over there at RCR, RCR getting at, getting two big names. Oh no, uh, that would have been for Roush, not RCR. Uh, RCR getting uh, their their longtime crew chief in, and man, it is exciting to see. Uh, let's go. Uh, yeah, it, and NASCAR is a month away. Month away. Month away for the Daytona 500, and then what is it? Two weeks before that, you get the clash at the Coliseum. Or is it yeah, I think it's. I think it's two weeks before that because they're not going to compete with the uh, Super Bowl, which is the week before the Daytona 500. Um, gotcha. Okay. How so awesome two is weeks that? Before that, you get the Super Bowl, then you get the Super Bowl of NASCAR, and then we're we're in NASCAR season. We have our NASCAR corner returning. Uh, in uh, a couple of weeks. And we're going to have to start talking about that as we start looking at uh, some of the new changes. Um, hopefully, and I, and I haven't looked. Have you looked, Rich, to see if they've opened up the fantasy yet to kind of get in sign-ups no, going? No, you, you, know, you know NASCAR NASCAR doc, NASCAR's app kind of does it backwards to where like they really don't open up the league leagues to let you start editing your lineups and getting people to sign up to join your groups until about a week out it's really yeah. weird yep i don't I, I don't i think if you'd want to push fantasy nascar as hard as they do like before broadcasts even during the broadcast of right yep. i hope you got your picks made and going into the garages because even the broadcasters talk about i think i'm gonna have to move so and so out of my garage yep i mean why would you wait until a week before the first race to to open those open those things up so people can sign up and then create or join groups yeah it doesn't make any sense to me totally doesn't but we'll see what happens but it is what it is so mike it looks like we're going to be kicking the nba and the nhl down another kicking that can down the road another week yep um so hopefully we can maybe we'll have to change the uh change the out the order of the show and make sure to put them at the top of the show at the top of the show for next week well but technically 
from a midseason point of view, I don't think either have had their all-star game yet. No. But I think we're getting close. And the other side of it is is that neither team – like, either way, it's not – I mean, um, next week we're going to have two less games to talk about and hopefully a little bit less controversy in the NFL to talk about as we – as well, we shouldn't have where, who, and so is going to go and why. So, um, Rich, people are watching us on Facebook, but you know what? They really want to take us around and – and and uh, listen to us while they drive five hours from the Quad Cities to St. Louis. How should they do that? You know what, Mike? You can look us up wherever you download your other podcast that you listen to. Just search Balls and Sticks, the podcast, and look and uh, just look for a picture of uh, us swinging imaginary bat in tuxedos. Yep. Okay. All right, Mike, so if they don't like Facebook, but or they listen to the podcast and they want to see the video feed of our show and yep. see the backgrounds that we have behind us where, but they don't like Facebook. Where else can they find us? Mike? You know, Rich, you can find us wherever you find your, uh, on YouTube. Yeah. At YouTube search for balls and six and look for that same picture that you're used to seeing in your podcast. Rich, uh, we do have a show note for next week. Ooh. Okay. You it's, it's your show note. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do Friday night because, as Mike alluded, I got a four-hour drive down to St. Louis to uh, celebrate uh, my brother-in-law's birthday. He's wanting to do a trip down to St. Louis with the family. Um, we're, so we're going to be hitting the road at the crack of dawn so that we can get down to St. Louis at a decent time to um, hang out with him and uh, for his ber- in honor of his birthday. So happy birthday, probably early birthday, this week, uh, Josh Couture. And then we and, also uh, have to say happy birthday to Bob and Lily Driscoll, uh, good friends of the show. Bob was watching earlier, and I forgot to mention it while he was watching. But, Bob, when you come back and listen later, happy birthday, sir. Any other comment or reaction shout-outs on the Facebook? Uh, Bob gave mind. us a thumbs up, and so did Bernie Calkins. Oh, thank so. you, Bernie. Um, All right, Mike, so that's this week's show, Mike. Uh, Catch us on, uh, if you watch us on the Facebook, make sure to uh, tune in Friday night, probably around 9.30, 10 10, uh, p.m. Central Time and watch for us. Um, So, Mike, what do we got to do to close it out? Same thing we do every week, Rich. Roll the outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.